You're listening to Season 2 of the Live 360 Podcast with Tony Sutherland, and this is Episode 67. guys let's just jump right on in today episode 67 thanks for giving us a break last week we have officially dropped our daughter off at college in the state of tennessee and uh, we're back home in georgia my wife and i are now empty nesters what are we going to do with ourselves (laughs) i tell you my kids have been my life and uh just sad to see them go we're excited about their future And uh, I'm so thankful that whatever season we are in in our lives, we have a bright hope and a bright future. And today we're going to be talking about that. Today's podcast is all about getting back up. Don't stay down. You know, we've got some down seasons in our life, but I'm just thankful that God has given us a bounce back. You have a bounce back inside of you. And I want to encourage you, if you've been knocked down, get back up. You know, in 1997, there was this song called Tub Thumping. I don't know why they called it that. It was by this group called Chumbawamba. How about that? Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba. Say that 10 times fast. I bet you can't do it. And there was this infectious song that became popular because the lyrics resonated with millions of people. You know, this catchy chorus got so stuck in people's heads that it actually became a modern life catchphrase. It went something like this. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You are never going to keep me down, man. And that four on the floor bass thump and deep sub drop, as we call it nowadays, it just pounded over and over. I think about 30 times in that song, you just heard, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You ain't never going to keep me down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You ain't never going to keep me down over and over and over. And you know, we still sing that song today. It's become a catchphrase for life. You just get the feeling that the singer really meant it. And I find it ironic, though, because as much as this song captured the hearts of the masses, I wonder how many people are still sprawled out on the ground from getting knocked down in life. So today I'm going to take the content of this podcast from chapter 13 in my latest leadership book called Leader Slips, Learning and Leading from Failure. And I really hope this podcast will encourage you to get back up. You've got bounce back. Don't stay down. You know, as I talk with so many people around the country, especially this last couple of years, you know, we've all been knocked down and I've just been finding out that many are still going through their own personal emotional recovery program right now. And they're trying to decide if moving forward is even worth it. I promise you, you're going to get knocked down at one point or another and you're going to be faced with a choice. You're going to stay down or you're going to get back up. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 24 and 16, a righteous person falls seven times and rises again. I've always wondered why the word seven is in that verse. Well, the word seven all throughout the Bible is for perfection. So there's a couple of truths in this verse. Man, when you fall, you're going to fall perfectly flat on your face. There's not going to be any hiding it. You know, when people trip and fall and hit the sidewalk, 
It's kind of hard for him to hide it. Everybody saw you fall. But it also means that we learn something about the perfect love of God. You know, our life is perfected when you fall and rise, fall and rise. You know, people say, well, you know, mistakes make the worst out of me. No, they don't. Mistakes and failures and sins and getting knocked down actually perfect you. It works on you. It actually builds you up. It's important for us to learn things when we fall. When we take that spill out and that spin out and we trip and fall, we're going to learn things and it's going to perfect us ongoingly. You know, turning failure upward is an ongoing process. It's not something that happens overnight. And I want to encourage you right now, if you're struggling to get back up and start moving forward again, that's okay. It's natural because turning failure around is not an overnight event. It takes time. You know, there's so much to learn and so many wounds to recover from. And sooner or later, you're just going to have to get up. You're going to have to shake things off. And it's always a choice. It doesn't happen naturally. There's not this imaginary rope around your hands to pull you up and move you forward. But in order to get back up, in order to shake things off, you're going to have to release all the regret that's holding you back. You know, that's a big thing for me, regret. I've made a lot of bad choices and I've avoided making choices. I've stopped myself from making choices and I have some regrets in life. And those are some things that can hold us back. You're going to have to release those regrets. You're going to have to release the wrongdoing by others and yourself. Give yourself some grace, guys. It's easy to give other people grace sometimes, but I've just found personally It's hard to give yourself grace. I had a friend text me last week and said, Tony, you're the grace guy. You need to learn how to give yourself some grace. Man, do I ever. I'm going to admit it's reasonable to have some hurts and disappointments. Yet being truly strong is not in holding on to the past, but in letting go. Can I say that again? Being strong is not in how hard you hold on to the past, but it's in the letting go. Strong people know how to let things go and get up. Don't stay down. Your destiny isn't worth the pain of what people did to you. I'm talking to some people who've been hurt by other people's decisions and oversight. But can I encourage you? What Jesus did for you is bigger than what people did to you. Come on, let me, let me say that again. What Jesus did for you is bigger than what people did to you. You know, Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14, I'm reading from the, the New Living Translation. It says, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Now, I'm talking from a real place right now. You know, sending my kids off to college and my son off to start his new life in Kentucky, a new job, and us being empty nesters, man, there's a lot of looking back. I can't even walk down the hall and walk past their room or even look in and see those empty rooms and know how much time we've spent with them over the years. And our family was focused around our kids and they brought such joy to our home. And sometimes when things like this happen, it's hard to look forward. Like, what am I going to do without my kids here? What am I going to do now that I don't have this job? What am I going to do now that I'm divorced? What am I going to do now that, you know, I've been fired? What am I going to do now that I've broken up with this person in my life that's 
become such a strong, steady presence in my life? What am I going to do? It's hard to look forward, but Paul said, I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. You know, God has some great things ahead of you guys. And then Paul goes on to say, I press on. Man, it's a press. It's not easy. It's not easy to push forward. But you got to stretch and you got to reach because he goes on to say, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. You know, I know it's hard to truly forget what happens to us, but we can actually remember and forgive and learn. I say instead of forgiving and forgetting, we should forgive and remember. By all means, never use your past as a compass. Use it as a reference, but don't use it as a compass. Because the truth is at some point, we're going to have to quit mourning over the past. Shake off the pain and the bitterness and the failure and the regret and get quickly on your way. You know, in 1 Samuel 16 and 1, um, the Lord says to Samuel, he says, How long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. You know, the story here, the backstory is, is that Saul had failed God miserably and was a danger to himself and the nation of Israel. So God lovingly had to remove Saul from having influence over the people of God. And he tore the kingdom away and Saul was living in regret and jealousy and bitterness and anger and disappointment. And Samuel was deeply depressed over this because Saul was the first king that he anointed and there was such promise and potential in here and Samuel had some ownership and he had a relationship with Saul and when God canceled out Saul's leadership man it hurt Samuel and Samuel was in a season of mourning and depression and grief over it and God just shows up one day and says how long are you going to mourn for Saul I've rejected him now go fill your horn with oil, the horn being the vessel that poured the anointing oil on the new kings that would take leadership. He said, go fill your horn with oil and get on your way. I'm going to send you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. And we all know that King David, the son of Jesse, became the king of the golden age of Israel. And you know, just like Samuel, so many of us have contemplated staying down in our journey. And it's in those moments that we have a choice. Are we going to stay down or get back up? I'm encouraging you today. I'm going to pound this out over and over. Don't stay down. You know, there's many times in my life I just felt like I might not recover. But something inside of me was telling me that staying down is not an option, Tony. You cannot stay here. And I'd have people around me saying, Tony, you can get up. You can make it. Thank God for those people in my life that didn't celebrate my failure. You know, the haters and the jealous ones that want to see you fail, man, you've got something to show. Don't let your critics and your haters get the last word and gloat over your failure. Get back up. Listen to your encouragers and your cheerleaders. Listen to Jesus. Listen to me saying this over this podcast. Get up. Don't stay down. You know, staying down is an option for many of us. I mean, it's really not an option, but it is an option. If you want to stay down and let time pass you by 
and miss out on the great opportunities that are literally right in front of you, not way down the road. You know, sometimes we just don't want to go forward because we think that the good things are way down the road. Guys, it's just around the corner. In fact, I believe some of you have been going forward so long that you're about to cross over into a precipice of success like you never dreamed possible, but yet some of the weights and the disappointments and the bad decisions and the regrets are pulling you back. They're calling you back. Don't even go back. Don't even turn around. Don't be like Lot's wife and turn around and look at what is being destroyed under fire and brimstone. Your past is is no more. Don't turn around and become a pillar of salt, a worthless statue that does nothing, that has no creed or merit to it. Keep going forward. You know, through my down experiences, through all the pain and disappointments, I had to learn how to turn failure upward. And I've hit rock bottom several times in my life. But the good news is, listen to this, rock bottom is simply a new foundation to build on. I want to say that again. The good news is rock bottom is simply a new foundation to build upon. You need to tweet that. Put that on Twitter. Put that on Facebook. Come on, share that with somebody. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment right here in the middle. If this podcast is encouraging you and helping you to get back up, don't stay down. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Leave us a generous review. Write it out there right on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and tell us what you think. And then share this podcast with one or two other people in your circle of relationships who need to hear what you're hearing today. Listen, guys, get back up. Don't stay down. It's not worth it. Your past was good. There were some good things, but there were some bad things. But the future is better. Jeremiah 29 and 11 shouts out to us. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a bright hope and a bright future, a good expected end. Let's jump back into this podcast and learn some ways that we can get back up. Don't stay down. When we get knocked down, we've got to learn how to reverse the curse. And the great thing about falling, I've learned, is that the harder we fall, the higher we bounce. You're just going to have to muster a great bounce mindset. I want you to repeat this after me. Repeat this phrase. Watch out for my bounce back. Come on, say it. Watch out for my bounce back. Fast forward to today after all my disappointments and failures and miserable times in my life where I made bad decisions or didn't make decisions at all, just kind of waited for things to unfold. But fast forward to today, after many hard landings at rock bottom, I bounced back. You know, my ministry has impacted over 200 nations of the world. I'm not exaggerating, folks. I've written several books and trained thousands of leaders and preached in hundreds of churches around the world and spoke at numerous conferences and continue to serve at one of the largest and fastest growing churches in the world. And it's all because God gave me incredible bounce back. I don't take the credit for this, guys. It's because God gives all of us this amazing bounce back. And, and although it's taken me some time to reconcile through some major crisis events in my life, I'm just refusing to stay down. And with God's help, I'm going to be able to turn failure upward. And so are you. I know that you can bounce back from your own failures. 
Come on, guys. I wouldn't even be sharing this with such enthusiasm and passion right now if I did not think that you were able to get up and move forward. If you think back, you're going to shrink back. You've got to change your thinking. You've got to tell yourself that God has amazing things for you just right down the bend, not too far from here. I'm telling you what, guys, if you didn't go through hard times and difficult times and disappointments, it would mean that your future isn't really worth it. But because your future is so great, because things down the road for you are so great, there's going to be attacks. You're going to be targeted by the enemy. He doesn't want to see you step into the fullness of your destiny that God has planned for you. So he's going to put roadblocks and and people in your life and difficult situations. And and But let me tell you something. Anything worth attaining or achieving is going to have some obstacles to get through. And sometimes those obstacles are big. Sometimes they're brick walls. But I'm telling you, I serve a God that takes us through walls, that walks us through walls. You know, Jesus appeared to the disciples when they were cowering in this upper room, hiding out and afraid for their lives. Jesus comes right into that room. He literally walks through walls. We serve a God that can take us through walls, guys. No wall can hold us back from becoming all that God wants us to be. I want to encourage you, get up, don't stay down. All right, in this last few minutes, I want to give you seven ways to bounce back from failure. I'm going to take the word failure, the acronym failure, F-A-I-L-U-R-E, and I'm going to give you seven ways that you can bounce back from failure. So the first way, the letter F, forget the past. I want to encourage you to release every regret, And to remember that being strong is to let go of yesterday. So I want you to take one last look over your shoulder and I want you to say this to your past. I'm letting you go forever. You cannot follow me into my future. I'm letting you go forever. You cannot follow me into my future. So forget the past. Number two, the letter A, accept what happened. You know, you can't deny or rewrite the past. It happened. Am I right? I'm right. You know it. But no matter what went down, whether it's your fault or not, you got to just trust that God is working in it all together for your good. I always say this, things may not work out, but they work together. Even the bad situations in our life, you know, God is so good at that, at taking the failures and the mistakes and the bad things that happen to us and because of us and cause it to work in our favor. Romans 8 and 28, for all things work together all things, good things, bad things, devastation, disappointment, defeat, success, accomplishment, achievement, all of that and everything in between works together for your good. It's amazing how God takes things. Your life is being orchestrated. Nothing happens by mistake. Even the things that you did that you think are by mistake, God knew those things and he's causing them to work together for your good. I want you to be encouraged. Look up. Don't stay down. So accept what happened. Number three, the letter I, invite correction. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs that fools despise instruction, but honor comes to those who embrace correction. You know, you can learn from every mistake. And I believe those mistakes and failures will serve as stepping stones for your success. You've got to invite correction. Again, we can look back and use the past as a reference, not as a compass, but as a reference. So invite correction. 
Let the Lord use what happened to correct you. And don't be bitter about it and disappointed. Tell yourself, you know what, man, I, I should have done that. And, you know, I made a mistake, but I'm not going to let it hold me back. And learn from it and tweak your life. It's the tweaks that bring the peaks. So invite correction. Number four, the letter L, learn the lesson. You know, in life, we often take the test first and learn the lesson later. Where have you heard that from? You need to go back and listen to those episodes, tests that taught me lessons. You know, and the key to getting up is to stop blaming others for what happened to you and learn what you did and from your own part in the story. So learn the lessons. Don't keep taking the same tests over and over and over and making the same mistakes. Learn the lessons. And then the letter U is understand the process. You know, you got to just accept that failure is just as vital to the growing process as success is because failures remind us of our total dependence on God. And what we learn from our failures is the incentive to keep going. Did you know that failure can actually be an incentive? Man, dude, I don't want that to happen again. I don't want to fall into that pit again. I don't want to fall into that same ditch again. You know, you're going to fall into some new ditches but you don't have to keep falling into the same ditches over and over and over again. So understand that failure is a part of the process. And then the letter R is release forgiveness. You need to freely receive and release forgiveness over the people that hurt you and your own failure. You know, give yourself some forgiveness. Forgive yourself because it does no good to punish yourself or anyone else. You got to accept that God loves you no matter what you did and that nothing, listen, nothing can stop his plan for your life. So release forgiveness. It's going to help you get through the regret. You know, regret happened, but forgive yourself for what happened. Forgive yourself for the mistakes you made and the choices you made and move forward. Don't stay down. Get up. And then the letter E is expect to succeed. No matter how many times you've lost, you are not a loser. I'm going to say that again. No matter how many times you lose or have lost, you are not a loser. God didn't make you a loser. God sees you as a success story. Your failures do not define you. They refine you. Let me say that again. Your failures don't define you. They refine you. Nothing can keep you down unless you allow it. You know, I've found that the greatest failure isn't getting knocked down. The greatest failure is staying down. Don't stay down. The choice is yours, friend. You don't have to stay down. So you got to make up your mind that you are not going to stay down. Get up. Don't stay down. All right, as we close this podcast, I want to give you some things for reflection and application. I'm going to share some things with you that you can use to actually practically help yourself quit staying down. You got to get back up. So number one, using a story of your own failure. That's right. I'm giving you permission to look back and use your past as a reference and using a story of your own failure, I want you to make a list of lessons that you learned that help you get back up. Or maybe that will help you get back up. You know, don't just see all the bad things that happen as bad things, but take those bad things and use them to your own advantage. Number two, make a note of some things that you've learned while you're staying down or when you stayed down in the past. What happened as a result? And even more importantly, what didn't happen? 
Because there's some negative things you're going to learn from staying down. Man, staying down hindered me. It cut off my relationships. It made me more bitter and more angry. And then number three, it's unrealistic to expect a flawless journey. You got to just get over this idea of perfect circumstances. You know, when I go on a getaway with my wife, I expect things to be perfect. I expect us not to get any calls from the kids from my in-laws. I expect the weather to be perfect. I expect the meals that are served to be just right, our room to be perfect. Man, you know, sometimes I set myself up for failure because I expect a perfect event, a perfect life event. You just got to cancel that idea right now. You got to take the punches as they come. You got to learn how to weave and bob and jab and take the punches and throw some back. But let me ask you this. I know I've admitted it to you, but have you had unrealistic expectations in your personal journey? So I want you to be specific. What did you believe about others and yourself that were unreasonable? I want you to make a list of those things as you reflect and apply some of what I've talked about today. And you'll find out that maybe some of the reason you fell is because you expected not to. That's that's huge, guys. We're not failure mindset people. We don't have a failure mindset, but we have a realistic expectation of life. You got to expect that there's going to be some disappointments and some failures. And then number four, I want you to remember this. Failure is an event, not a destination. Failure is an event. You are not a failure, but failure does occur. So looking back, I want you to apply this. When you failed, did you believe it was over? Do you believe it's over right now? Are you able to use this as a springboard for your next season? I'm I'm here to tell you, you can. You can use what has happened and what is happening right now as a springboard. I want you to be like Nehemiah in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 20. The God of heaven will make us successful. Therefore, we will arise and build. Man, we are already out of time. But hey, guess what? We don't have a part two to this one. I got it all in one podcast. That's awesome for me, guys, because I can go on and on. But listen, I want to encourage you. Don't stay down. Get up. Brush yourself off. Move forward. Bounce back from failure. Forget the past. Accept what happened. Invite correction. Learn the lesson. Understand the process. Release forgiveness and expect to succeed. Come on. We will rise and build. If this podcast has encouraged you, I want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a generous review. Give us five stars and tell us what you think. And then share this podcast with one or two other people in your circle of relationships who need to hear what you've heard today. Hey, listen, I'll be back again real soon with another encouraging teaching, something to help you discover how to have peace and joy to the fullest in every area of your life. And until then, we'll see you.